0: Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business.
1: We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned and purpose, grow businesses that create impact and live the lives we work so hard for.
0: Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Welcome to another Wednesday, a beautiful Wednesday in the year 2023 of our Lord and Savior. <laughs> we're we're pumped. We're pumped to be here. I am Melissa. And I am Corey. Wow, the lag on that. We just can't seem to get the timing down right. <laughs> Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. <laughs> I hope you're prepared for all that 2023 is going to bring us here with us two crazies talking to you about business things. Today's episode is going to be really good. We are talking about analysis paralysis and how real and tangible and debilitating it can be. And uh, it's going to be a good one.
1: Yes. But before we hop into this week's chat, we'd love to share a recent review that came in from Erin Jones. Erin says, these ladies really seem to know what they are talking about. Episode six was an eye opener for me. Love the show. Quick, concise episodes with tidbits that actually apply running business. So many shows on running a business can be fluff, but this one is not. Thank you, Erin. We appreciate those kind we'll words. Look at that. that was I'm good. telling you what it, it really fuels our heart and our passion even more for what we're doing with this podcast. And so thank you. We love a review. Don't forget, go over, download, follow, and leave us a review. Please
0: leave us a review because we would love to read that on air. And it makes us feel important. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. So we're going to jump right in, um, talking about analysis paralysis. I know that last week when we, um, were talking, it was all about, you know, just actually going out and doing the thing, like stop talking about it, just go do the thing. And while that is absolutely important because just starting is, is huge. Um, we want to talk about some of the things that prevent you from actually getting there, prevent you Mm -hmm. from, from starting. And it's so funny because today, um, if you don't know, Wednesdays are the day that we release our podcast. but Wednesdays are also the day that we block off all of the work in our schedules to do reboot things. Wednesdays are the days that our business reboot mastermind meets. It's the days that we crank out any content that we need. We send out any emails and information that we need to people. We record podcast episodes, like any of the grunt work that has to get done for this particular business and these particular episodes has to get done on Wednesday. And, um, there was a whole point to that. Hold on. Uh,
1: and so today we had yep. a situation. <laughs> I'm we did. Here. There it is. Look today, at you. There it is. <laughs> we had a situation. I just saved the day uh, in the podcast. Um, we, we had a situation. <laughs> We had a situation where uh, we could have really gotten caught up in the analysis paralysis, which was perfect as we were literally working on the show notes to record this. We were like, "Well, look at there, look, look at God, look hey at God, look at God, I won't he do it?" Given us an opportunity to yes. um, walk the talk that we are giving, and the fact that there are things that are going to come up in your business, and if you allow yourself to sit in the analysis stage of it. And like, well, why, you know, get caught up in the breakdowns basically. And they're going to happen. I don't care how long you've been in business. I don't care how little time you've been in business. You are going to have these things that come up. We were dealing with a client management software situation with reports and some other end of the year things that we were trying to do on the back end of the reboot business. And so that's the thing we're running literally between the two of us, three businesses. I mean, sometimes it feels like 10, but these are real things that we have to do. And we could have let that really you know, turn, turn us off for the day. But we were just like, you know what, we've done all that we can do. We're going to put a pin in it. This is not make or break. We'll come back to it, but let's go on and let's get to recording our podcast.
0: Right. And, and what happens is when you have these roadblocks that come up, I think a lot of people think that analysis process only happens at the beginning. It doesn't. Mm-mm. That's a lie. No, do not believe lie. that. If you've been in business longer than 17 minutes, you know that you can be paralyzed about every three minutes <laughs> within yeah, your business. Exactly. Right. You can have uh, you know decisions that have to be made. You can have, um, you know, am I going to get myself uh, a space that I can work out of? Am I going to team up with someone else? Am I going to grow my team? Am I going to hire staff? Am I going to, I mean, literally, am I going to put ads in certain, you know, Places, uh, all the questions, all the decisions that you have to make, and every single one of those has the opportunity to paralyze us and make us feel like we're vulnerable, like we're not worth it, like we don't know what we're doing, what we're talking about. Um, and and really, what has to happen is you've just got to overcome it if you're going to grow your business at all. So we had the situation come up with our CSM where. We looked at each other and I was like, oh, doo-doo, what are we going to do? <laughs> and so we just, we did as much as we could. And we said, you know what, the the content that we're trying to put out, the support we're trying to offer and give, it is worth us saying We've done all we can do here. We'll come back to it. Let's move along. And sometimes that's what it takes. It's not that you're forgetting the problem. We're not, you know, we're not toxic positivity over here where everything is fine. It's so great. No. No, sometimes you deal with situations that almost feel maddening and then everything is unfair and everything's hard and then you just have to move on. And that's, that's really your only option.
1: Right. And two, having people to support you along the way is something else that will help you get out of this analysis paralysis because we could have sat in that client management software for the rest of the day trying to figure out, you know, how we were going to run this report or how we were going to make this happen. And really and truly, we got on support and, you know, asked all the questions and they're getting back to us. But then we also, you know, have a, a, a bookkeeper. I have a bookkeeper and we also have, um, you know, a tax prep, a CPA guide. Chad, you guys all know Chad. He's amazing. That with we a good can hair. a Chad with a good hair. We can always pop in and we'll ask him some of these questions as to how these reports need to be broken down for the end of the year. Um, you know, accounting pieces. And so we know where our limits are. We know to keep digging, like Melissa. So we don't just put our head in the sand and say, I don't want to do this anymore or I can't move forward. But we do we do the best that we can do. And then we reach out for support. And then we also have hired people that know way more than we do. And they're the experts in that field. So we trust them and we lean on them for support. And that is what we always want to be for you guys as a resource um, and to also help you find your own resources in your own community to help you support your business.
0: Right. For sure. I think that one thing that just like personal examples for Corey and I both is um, we will both feel analysis paralysis when we look at our numbers, when we are looking at projections, numbers, what ends up happening for me is I will see my business bank account grow and it'll be a time of, you know, harvest. Like I am finally reaping all the work that I've sown and and it's, it's abundance. Look at at that and you're getting all of it. And then all of a sudden it's, I have a dollar amount for some reason in my head. When I hit that dollar amount, I start panicking and I realize that my palms start sweating and my fingers start closing, almost like I've got to hold on to this because what if it never comes again? Okay, that is trash. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. trash. There's no other way to say it. That's a a lie. lie. Um, Because anything under that, I'm like, oh, ebbs and flows. It comes freely. I get it again. I let it out again. And it's what it is. And it's not a big deal. Um, But if it hits this other like threshold, then I start to panic. And I will tell you that there will be for me, no bigger paralysis than having to make financial decisions when I'm over this number, because that makes me feel like they all are permanent decisions. And that is not true. And so you have to look at the truth of what this analysis paralysis is doing to your brain. It is making you, it's like manifesting fear that isn't even real. Um, It is just making you shut down when really the truth is you need to make some decisions. You need to press go and start some things. You need to figure out how to get you know, the ball rolling again and then move on and and you can be past that. And when you're past it, you can look back just like in the rearview mirror and say, Whew, okay, I'm glad that I just did the work that I needed to to move on and start the next thing. Um, and and you feel so much better because you've overcome the things that were making you feel so much stress.
1: A thousand percent. Well, you know, for me, Melissa, I'm the same way when you look at like projections and numbers and clients and being a photographer um, or being a coach or anybody that you have a, a client um, base that comes in and works with you and then cycles back out. And then you're like, OK, and I'm looking for that next client or, you know, when will I be able to work with them again um, or when will the next person come in the door? And it's one of those things of looking at those numbers, looking at the projection. It, that's the analysis paralysis for me because I will hold the reins really, really tightly. And that actually holds me back because I'm so busy looking at the numbers, looking at you know where I'm going, what did I do this year compared to last year, comparing. um, And I'm not a real big data spreadsheet kind of person, but I do love a couple of good reports in my client management software that I will look at sometimes way too much. Um, But what I have found is that when I just let go and I get out there and I create the work and the art, it all flows so much better. Instead of me looking at the numbers, looking at the, you know, analyzing the data and being paralyzed by when is the next client coming in? Um, Because there were years where that was really a huge fear for me. I've learned over time, like you said, rear view mirror is let it go. Quit focusing on that because when you're focusing on that, you're actually blocking opportunities that are outside your door waiting for you. But if you don't get out there, those opportunities are not, you're not gonna be able to grab those and run with them. Um, So I've learned don't obsess over it. Don't let analyzing what's next um, stop me from getting out there and doing the next dang thing.
0: Right. I agree completely with all of that. And um, we wanted to dive in now to some points that we feel like are pretty big, like triggers for mm-hmm. analysis paralysis in business. I mean, there are a million of them, right? It can be anything from having to go to the post office. If you go to the post office, yeah. and gotta ship stuff. By the way, don't ship anything at the post office. Send us yeah. a message. We'll tell you where to go. Exactly. But um, it is things like finance, like the actual creation process, um, like maybe putting yourself out there online, uh, in-person networking, like all of these, all of these things. Like we'll we're gonna talk through each one of these just briefly so that we can wrap our heads around things that cause us to feel paralyzed when we have to make decisions in these. So we've already talked about finance, right? Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. talked about the money, we've talked about how in entrepreneurship, you um are you're the one you're the one that's responsible for bringing in the income that means and i i Really hate to tell y'all this. This is um something a lot of people I think start businesses and they forget. Um y'all, if you own a business, horn you got to know how to sell something. Okay, you have to <laughs> talk about sales like we have. to You have to actually sell a product. That's it. Yeah. And so many people are afraid of sales, and it is brutal to sit and feel uncomfortable pitching yourself. It is brutal to feel like you know you're paralyzed by the thought of you know, telling people, hi, I I sell this. I have to, you know, I have seen people, um, I'm just going to say it. Ooh, I'm going to say it. I've seen people in with businesses that they own where they are completely 100% shareholders of their company and they have an easier time selling products for say an MLM that they have a side hustle with. Mm-hmm. And they do telling people about their own products and services. Right. And I'm like, why psychologically, why is it easier for you to pitch something that you don't own that you only get a commission on mm-hmm. instead of the one thing that you own that you can like drive more income to. So it's like, uh, finances, money, it can cause all kind of paralysis.
1: Right. Well, and when we look at the actual creation process. That is something that will hold up a lot of people, whether you're creating content, um, whether you're creating the next offer that you need to bring into your business and that you're excited about, but it's the sitting your butt in the chair and getting it done that you will continue to put off and put off and put off, especially if your brain is like mine and it's like squirrels in a rave and you're like, I have all these ideas. Okay. But you, if you cannot actually get through the creation process of something. And a lot of times it's perfectionism that keeps us stuck and paralyzed in the analysis of the creation process. The thing that you've put out, we we have said it over and over and over again, and you've heard it over and over and over again, done is better than perfect. You can always go back and tweak and ideate and revisit it. You can clean it up, but golly, just get it out there. Don't get stuck in the creation process that you never actually put out the, the next best thing.
0: Right. Corey, you use that word a lot. It's a big word. You get 50 cents for that ID8. ID8. I love that
1: word. Well, uh, you, that's well, you one. know, you know, I, I actually went to the Henry Ford Learning Institute for Design Thinking and ID8 is one of those processes that we used to teach even in kindergarten. Thank well, you
0: very I misspelled the same word three years in a row in the spelling bee at middle school so there's that and anybody that wants to know the word was studying because you don't drop the y and add ing but apparently I forgot so by my 8th grade year and they were like Melissa your word is studying I was like I'm just going to leave I'm not doing this (laughs) and I just walked out of the classroom it's yeah that's welcome that's me I know look at me it's not my gift it's not my gift okay (laughs) The other thing is thinking about putting yourself out there online, okay? Um being authentically you. That's that's it. That part feels really hard. And I can tell you personally, and I think I speak for Corey with this, we spent many a year hiding behind what we thought people wanted to see online, hiding behind what we thought people were expecting of us. Um, have you ever been in relationships with somebody where you know it's toxic and it, and, and it is not bringing out the best of you? So many people have that relationship with uh, the online space, with social mm-hmm. media and things like that. And it's because you are too busy and too focused on what you think people want to hear from you instead of being who you are and sharing how, how you want to respond. And, and there have been times where I am a completely different person online than I am in person, not um, different as in my character, not different as in my integrity, not different as in different stories or a completely different persona, but the, the, the vibrant, alive person (laughs) that I am um, in person can get, kiboshed sometimes online because you're talking to a blank screen and hoping that people will come to you. Well, let me just tell you, I, and again, I speak for both of us in this, um, Corey and I both went through, it felt like um, just like a, an awakening. I use Uh that word like real loosely, um, a couple of years ago, I guess it's been two years now almost where things changed completely for our businesses. We were already well on into the pandemic when this hit. Um, and we had to stand and look at each other and go, what? What are we doing like what is next and why are we sitting still when we know that we are made to be moving like we know that God has put a bigger call in our hearts we know that we have things that we need to be doing things we need to be pushing the gas on and people to serve why are we standing still right here and so um, it it caused us to reconsider how we showed up and let me just tell you <laughs> if you have ever not been yourself online or you feel like you've been a cleaned up censored version of yourself, um, when you start to be your goofy, like silly self, where sometimes you cuss a little bit, sometimes you cry, sometimes you, you know, slip into a very southern accent, <laughs> or um, you know, you just laugh and you laugh at things that are that that make you individually laugh, not what everybody else will think is funny. Like, I stopped caring what everyone else thought. And it drew a totally different type of people to me. It drew a totally different type of people to Corey. And I I feel like I can wholeheartedly say, um, when you can get past that paralysis and you just start putting out content that is exactly who you are, um, you start talking to the people that you want to serve with your business. Not everybody. Y'all, we are not for everybody. We've already had that talk in this podcast. We are not for everybody, but you get really specific and start talking to the people that you want to serve. It attracts them and brings them in and, um, and it can make something that has once felt really uncomfortable and caused a lot of paralysis feel like life giving to you. It can change, it can change everything.
1: Well, what I always think about when I, when I look at that, about putting myself out there and, oh gosh, you know, this is hard or is this going to be hard? I look at it as I'm helping somebody by showing up somebody out there. And, and then there'll be times when I'll post something. i will be like, this is, this is a word for somebody. I don't know who it is, but God told me I need to share this. And that's what I am gonna do. <laughs> so it might be something that's very heartfelt. It might be a funny something. Somebody needs to see it today. And so I always try to remind myself that when I, and, and I don't care how long you've been at this, Melissa and I have been at this for a very long time in multiple capacities, in multiple businesses. And it never, I'm not gonna say it never gets easier. It, it does get a little easier, but you still will slip back into those analysis paralysis moments from time to time. I know Melissa has, I know I have. And, and even recently, you just kind of get in those those modes of, oh man, it's, just, it's hard to show up right now. I'm in a season of like, this week, I don't feel like showing up. But I always remind myself that there's somebody out there who's looking for something that I have to say. So if I don't do it, I am doing them a disservice. Um, so that keeps me going. If I'm not doing it for me, I'm doing it for somebody out there that needs this message. Um, and then the last thing here is you know, something that kind of will hold people up and get people caught up in analysis paralysis is in-person networking. And here's the thing Melissa and I have discovered in the last couple of years is that We've watched, we've, again, we, we've been at this a long time. We've watched the pendulum. When we first started out, there was not as much social media emphasis and really social media didn't exist, it didn't then, exist. Like, it, like it did today. We, we've watched the birth of, of social media, but we've also watched the rebirth of in-person networking because that's how you did business back in the day. Um, it, it mattered as to, you know, how you went out how you introduced yourself in public and, and how, um, your business collaborated with other people and how you helped. It is back to that. I am telling you it's coming because of the online space is super, I'm gonna say oversaturated, but it is very noisy. Sometimes there's a lot of chaos sometimes. And, um, sometimes your reach is a little limited. And if we will get back to some of that in-person networking, the problem is that people haven't been used to growing their businesses like that. So they overthink it sometimes and they will um, analyze it too much. They'll overthink it. And our advice is just get out there and be a good human. The opportunities will present themselves. Um, For instance, I happened to go to a book club recently. One of my clients invited me to, and I was like, you know what? sometimes I can be a very um, extroverted introvert. So where, like, okay, if I've been on too much, I'm like, okay, nah, I, need to be, I need to be at home. I recharge best at home. But I thought, you know what, this is a great opportunity to meet some new people in our community, to get out there, to Force myself to read a book because as much as I love to read, um, I also love to work more. And so mm-hmm. I have not been reading it. I much read as business I, books. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. But this was a good opportunity for me to get out there and read something fun and gather and talk to other people that I don't know. They're not in my circle of, of influence, my sphere of friends, if you will. And I was like, this is a good opportunity. And you know what I went and I had so much dang fun. And I met some really amazing women um, from, from all walks of life in our community, all ages it was so much fun. Um, but that in-person networking is really, really important. And it doesn't always, you don't have to always be looking for a business opportunity. Just look at it as an opportunity to meet somebody. And I think that we a lot of times overthink, well, what should I wear? What should I say? I don't know anybody. Who am I going to sit with? You know what? Just get out there. The stars will align and opportunities will present themselves, whether it's a personal opportunity or a professional opportunity, but you've got to get back to in-person networking.
0: No, a hundred percent, 100%. You know, we're going to have a t-shirt one day. It's going to say a thousand percent on the front. (laughs) That's what you say. And then on the back, it'll say actually a hundred percent because that's what I say. One hundred. Okay. So we've told you the things that can cause the paralysis. Now we don't want to leave you hanging on how we feel like we can share that you can overcome it. Um you know, I, I will tell you, if you just do a little quick Google search, it's going to show you that there's some ways to overcome paralysis uh, in this capacity um, that are just so much easier said than done. OK, so much easier said than done. I personally believe and this is not something that we actually put on our list, but um, it speaks so loudly to what I do as a coach, what Corey does as a coach, what we do through coaching together with the reboot. Um, And that is like number one thing is get yourself some support. Okay. I, um, I know that hiring business coaches is expensive. I know that getting yourself in masterminds and joining networking groups is, is, you know, expensive, not just like money, but time-wise all of it comes at a cost. Everything. Everything has a cost. If somebody tells you that it's free, that just means it's free for them. It's gonna cost somebody something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like take that take that nugget with you. I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Free is only free to one person. It yep. always costs somebody something. Yep. And so, um, you know, you're you're not playing small here. You're creating a business that's supposed to provide an income to help you provide some tangible legacy within your family, help you provide for your family, help you take care of people and put something really good out in the world. That is what you're doing as an entrepreneur. And um, I just say, why would you do that? by yourself when you can be surrounded by people that could help you. Not just help you make decisions, but help hear you as to why it's so difficult for you to make the decisions. Um, I have women that I coach uh, that we sit and we analyze the, the problems. We talk about why it's so difficult for them to make the decisions. And then we analyze both the good and the bad. Like, what are the pros and cons of the decisions that you're making? And um, I know that that is life-giving for them. And if I had had that when I was in maybe the first like 10 years of my business, Yes. Um, It would have changed things dramatically. I am, as of by the time this podcast comes out, almost um, by the end of January, um, will mark the start of my 18th year. In business, and it's just like unheard of to be in business that long. But I will tell you, I would have saved myself a lot of uh, heartache and a lot of stress and a lot of worry if I just gotten people that I trusted at the beginning to help me navigate. And so that's not even on our list of things to help you make decisions because it all comes down to decision making. Like that's that's really how you get past the paralysis. But um, but making the decisions, the first thing I would say is you need to make sure that you have support. That's huge.
1: I want to say it again, a thousand percent. Yes. I
0: mean, look at it, one thousand three zeros and a percentage sign.
1: <clears throat> no, a, 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 a hundred percent. Okay, is that better? Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but no, really, that I I agree with that. Um, and we've watched that happen at the retreat time and time again. And here's the thing with the people that Melissa and I coach, and that we have um, come in as part of the mastermind, come in as part of the retreat. It's not like one and done, and, and as soon as it's over, we're finished. Um, we are continuing to cheer these these ladies. And, um, that's, what's so awesome is knowing that there's always somebody in your, in your corner. Uh, and cause it's tough. It's, it's not an easy, um, field to be in It's not an easy world to be building a business in, um, and serving in, but when you have yourself some support. Uh, It makes it so much sweeter and it makes it so much easier. One of the other things that we think really helps when it comes down to making decisions in your business is give yourself deadlines. If you give yourself too much time, you'll talk yourself out of it. Um, I am really good at giving myself like, We'll talk about put your butt in the chair and get it done. I will set a timer and I will be like, I'm going to work on this thing for an hour. Not getting up, not checking emails, not looking at Instagram, not answering the phone, not doing anything, but sitting here and getting this done because I want it done by the end of the week. And sometimes when you put a deadline on the thing that you're wanting to work through or that you're wanting to create or a project that you're wanting to to get out there, when you give yourself that deadline and you tell people about it. And that's going to be our, that lead us into the next point that Melissa is going to talk about, but give yourself those deadlines because then it's not willy nilly out there like, well, yeah, I really want to create this thing. Okay, great. When do you want to do it? What quarter do you want to have it done by? It doesn't mean that it can't be flexible. It doesn't mean that it can't slide a little, but you will never get it done if you do not give yourself a deadline.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, The thing that Corey mentioned I'm going to talk about is saying it out loud, saying out loud what you want. Tell people, okay, when you get a team of people around you that are cheering for you, it creates support that you might not have even realized that you needed, but it also keeps you accountable. I remember um, when I first started my business and I sent a contract out to somebody, they were like, why do I need this? And I was like, well, because uh, you have, I said. (laughs) like that was literally my response was like, I, because everyone says I need a contract. And so I guess I need you to sign that. Um, but the longer I was in my business, when people would come at me with that question, it became so easy to say, you need to understand that this contract supports you because it clearly outlines what I'm going to deliver and guarantees that I'm going to be there. But it also supports me because it clearly outlines what you're responsible for and what I'm responsible for. So it creates a checklist for me to know, to make sure that I'm serving you in the way that that we've agreed to and um sometimes putting people around you um to do that just like we said with support is exactly what you need because it provides the accountability and when you say it out loud you get people in your life excited to join like the cheers with this when we were at um our last retreat in September in Charleston and we released this beautiful beastly podcast that we have yeah. um we sat around with the women of that retreat and with uh, some friends that had joined us and we all celebrated when we hit 200 downloads in the first like 12 hours. And we didn't know, we didn't know what that meant. That number felt arbitrary. We had no idea what we were doing, but, um, it, it was really fun to get them engaged and get them excited. And by the end of the night, these women were all but like, okay, I say chanting, that makes it sound like we were having a ritual. We were not, they were <laughs> cheering and yes. so excited and checking numbers and like, you know, cheering us on so big. And that when we finally crossed that threshold, the celebration that we had there together as a group was something that none of us will forget. And it wouldn't have happened had we not said out loud what we wanted.
1: Right. Speaking of the podcast, the next um way to really help you make a decision is um getting off the shoreline. And when we talk about that, we I live here on the coast of North Carolina and around... In she done just,
0: turned everything into something nautical.
1: I listen, just knew it was coming. I, you I knew it was coming. I <laughs> had to have a beach, a beach <laughs> reference in here somewhere. But you know, like, at the end of spring early summer the water's still kind of chilly and it's like you dip your toe in you're like Ooh, I, don't, uh, I don't really know if i'm ready for this and <laughs> usually it's kevin who's like you know half a mile out not really but like he's already out there and you know past the breaking waves he's like come on just jump it just go for it like you, you just have to get all the way wet just get all the way in and sometimes you have to do the same thing in life and in business it's you just have to go all the way in or you'll never get it out there. And that was something that we knew we had to do with the, with the podcast is that we could have talked about it. We could have sat in analysis paralysis for months and years and never done the darn thing but we knew we just had to jump in feet first and have faith that we were going to come back up. We, we might bob and tread a little bit, but then eventually we would get our rhythm and we would start to swim. And that's exactly what happened. We said we were going to do it. And darn, if we didn't just be like, hold hands, Melissa, we, we're running. We are running for the waves. <laughs> we come like, on the
0: waves, this thing is yeah, what we're we saying. Like, exactly.
1: <laughs> off the cliff. Here we go. Like, and sometimes you just have to do that. Now you need to make sure that you're being responsible, that you, you know, are not throwing all caution to the wind, but, but sometimes you just, you just have to, you just have to, to go all in, get wet, get cold, and know that you are going to come back up and you're going to figure it out.
0: Right. And that, I mean, truthfully, that goes back to what we were saying about showing up as yourself, being authentically you, because that was one thing that was so important for us is we sat here and we said, girl, we don't know how to do any of this. I don't (laughs) know how to do a podcast. I don't know how to do a retreat. I don't know how to blah, 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 blah. Um, And we said, nope, we don't know how, but we're going to figure it out and committing and saying that we were going to do it. And then actually being willing to put the work in to make it happen. Just crazy. And then we look and we sit today, we were doing some like accounting things, which are, you know, my personal favorite. Oh, I feel like I need a valium. It's fun, but um, <laughs> but we sat there and we were like, "Can we even handle what the Lord has allowed us to create in the last like 15 months of our life? Really? Like, what is this? Maybe 14 months at this point. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be a, for sure a solid 15. But um, you just don't know until you get off the shoreline. Yeah, you just get into that cold water. You don't know what's possible. But what? is not possible is any semblance of that like growth and those big things when you just stand still and you just sit there and question everything okay and then the last point to like wrap this whole compliment sandwich of a topic up is you have to determine what's worth it okay Uh, when you become an entrepreneur you are signing yourself up for complete independence for a complete roller coaster ride. I mean, it's a wonderful, super fun, amazing roller coaster. Um but it's not for everybody. Okay, it is running a business is not for everybody. Um when you see <clears throat> when you see ads, when you see uh conversations online where people are talking about um, you know, join the boss babe revolution. Like it's really easy to start a business. It's yet, it is, it is really easy. You can, in my city, you can get a business license for like a hundred bucks. It's not hard to do that. Um, What is hard is running it every day. What's hard is the up and down of not knowing if you're going to get a paycheck. What's hard are sales. What's hard is consistency. What's hard is, and, it, and so there are a lot of hard. Okay. I think Corey and I have given, over the last several months, so many examples of why it's wonderful. The time flexibility, the, you know, the, um, oh, that's all I can think of. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the, the income potential, the like putting something gr- good out in the world, the impact, like there are so many things that make this entrepreneurial ride worth it and wonderful, but you have to determine what's worth it for you. Uh, just to give you some statistics here, because I, have google and um, wanted to share some it's and this is something we've talked about before you know we mentioned in 2022 that 49 percent of new businesses that are being built are started by women um, well when you look on like entrepreneur.com we talk uh, I-, I looked around just about uh, statistics from like Bureau of labor statistics uh, and just trying to figure out exactly how many people how what's the percentage of businesses that don't make it past a year and it's 20% percent of businesses close or they fail within the first year. This is not just close because they're done, but they fail within the first year. By the end of the second year, 30% of businesses will have failed. By the end of the fifth year, about 50%. And by the end of a decade, only 30% of businesses remain which means 70% have either failed or just closed their doors. Okay. So we got two mom-malls over here telling you that we've been in business for I'll give you a virtual half-time much. Half-time look at that. But we we, we've come. been over here. We've been, look at us survivors, we survivors. Um, but we have been in business. This is again, starting your 18 for me, starting your what? 15 for you, Corey, something like
1: that. Um, and, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, th- I, I started in 2011.
1: I mean, two thousand eight. Oh, Okay. Like,
0: okay. Wow. Need, what day is it?
1: Some, I need some caffeine, I think. That's Just right. Cold. You need coffee and I
0: need a downer. Yes. No, it's
1: fine. But,
0: <laughs> but, uh, but you have to decide, that's right. You have to decide what's worth it. You have to look at your circumstances. You have to look at uh, life. You have to look at your goals and you have to say, it is worth me putting in this effort. And if it's not, then baby, you are being paralyzed by all these decisions for no reason. If it's not worth it to you, um, but if it is, if it is, then it is worth you figuring out how to get past it, and uh, and that's just like basic bottom line. But that, that
1: that's it. We're that was it. Well, no. <laughs> that was that was that was a great last thought, Melissa. Wow, <laughs> that
0: was a great sound <laughs> effect, Corey. I
1: need a I need a triangle or like nope, a symbol no. or something
0: like ding ding no you don't you don't you don't need that <laughs> you
1: really don't mm-hmm. you can turn me loose no. in closet with a triangle <laughs> or a symbol oh lord Listen, i just i
0: just have to tell you we'll tell you a quick story before we wrap this up because Corey has had the plague um oh for a week and a half or so and she's got like a remnant lingering cough uh mm-hmm. and this morning so yesterday i went to the gym and it was legs day ah. and so i'm a little wobbly today she's about to start hacking <laughs> and i sat on a Stool. We're on a video call, building out the the show notes for today, and I, I'm sitting on a stool. Well, I I stood up for something, and then I went to sit down.
1: The stool was <laughs> <not> there. <laughs>
0: Miss, <laughs> I hate you. Miss the stool completely. All Corey sees is me go down, and then my legs go up, and she is hacking up a lung just crying laughing I'm on the floor hoping I'm not dead and I've got a dog on top of top of me saying mom are you okay are you okay so it's been what what I'm saying is it's been a mess around here it's been a mess okay it
1: was the best morning ever and I swear I wish I told Melissa I wish I had had video on like to record it because it was like slow motion. She went like head over, like feet, head over, or feet overhead. It was the best thing I saw I've ever seen in my entire life. Like she said, it was, I first <laughs> tried to make sure she was okay. Cause she didn't move for a minute. I was like, are you alive? <laughs> like, Do I need to call 911? But <laughs> then when I knew she was okay and she was laughing, I started laughing and coughing and could not breathe. It it was, it was a great Work morning for us. It
0: it was something very was entertaining. Something. Corey you said, "If it. I if I had recorded that, we would never have to work again
1: in our lives. Yeah, yeah we, we would be rich and I famous. Love. We would be That's rich that. and famous. It would be like TikTok famous or whatever it's called these days. I don't know, but it was. I, I
0: need you. I need you to famous. know that that it that would be how God makes me famous. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a super embarrassing viral <laughs> video of myself. Oh, bless it." Well, thank you for joining us today. We have so much good stuff planned for the upcoming months. We have more guests coming. Um, I will just tell you that we're going to be talking about branding your business. We're going to be talking about, you know, taking a leap from uh, working a corporate job to being full-time entrepreneur. We're going to talk about, everything from feminine and masculine energy uh, and and taxes. Like We we have so much coming up. Um, if there is something that you want to hear that we have not discussed, we would love, love, love if you would send us an email or send us a DM on the Business Reboot on Instagram. We would love to hear from you to, to just see how we could serve you better with this podcast. And the same goes for guests on this show. Um, we have been very selective. We want to uh, bring people that are going to bring incredible content to you and incredible heart to you. And it's important to us that we are listening as well. So if there is somebody that you would love to hear from, we would appreciate if you would send us that. And then last thing is, if you could please finish listening to this podcast episode and then go to Apple podcasts or any other platform and leave us a review, just little stars, like a bunch of them. We don't want just one. If you're going to send one, don't do it. (laughs) We don't want that. We need five. And then we also need you to leave some words. And if you want to talk about how funny we are and how knowledgeable we are, you know what? Here's the deal. I'm gonna say something, and I just want you to press record on your phone and then it, you can just transcribe. I'm just kidding. I'm not I'm not really gonna do that. Um, but we appreciate you so much being on this journey with us. 2023 is gonna be the year for magic, and uh it's gonna be good. Have yep. a fantastic day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Business Reboot Podcast.